Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Since President Trump took office, there's been a lot of talk about a clause in the Constitution most Americans had never heard of before, the Emoluments Clause. Now the state of Maryland and Washington, D.C. are suing Trump, alleging he violated the foreign and domestic Emoluments Clauses of the Constitution. Here's District of Columbia Attorney General Carl Racine. Never in the history of this country have we had a president with these kinds of extensive business entanglements or a president who refused to adequately distance themselves from their holdings. But the Justice Department has argued the Foreign Emoluments Clause doesn't apply to Trump's fair market commercial transactions. I've been talking to Jed Sugarman, a professor at Fordham Law School. Jed, start by describing the Foreign Emoluments Clause in simple, easy-to-understand terms. Sure. I mean, I, I, I can just read each one as a sentence. So the Foreign Emoluments Clause says, no person holding any office of profit or trust under them shall, without, without the consent of Congress, accept any present emolument, office, or title of any kind whatever from any king, prince, or foreign state. So there's the word emolument and of any kind whatever. Um, and then the domestic emoluments clause, and that's the even, even most important one here in these cases. Um, the, this is about the president. The president shall not receive any emolument from the United States or from any of them. So that's federal or state. So the question always is, what's an emolument? It's not a word we ever use now in the 21st century, but they used it a lot in the 18th century. And the work that I've been doing with other historians is to understand what that word meant. We found that it, it, is a, it was used very broadly for all kinds of business benefits, not just for salaries for an office. Um, the Trump defenders want to argue, and it's historically inaccurate, that this word was meant narrowly. Um, it is clear from all of the sources at the time of the founding that it was generally used for all kinds of benefits and private transactions. So... Well, presidents aren't subject to ethics laws that apply to other federal office holders. Most lawyers agree that the Foreign Emoluments Clause does apply to presidents. Now, tell us what the case is. What We know he has an extensive financial network. What are the state of Maryland and Washington, D.C. alleging? Well, it's, it's a couple of allegations. Um, and the problem is that uh, when Trump is using his businesses, it's a direct way for foreign entities like Saudi Arabia. We've seen lots of evidence of how the Saudis have, you, have paid about $300,000 through the D.C. hotel. Um, and so the, uh, that's one problem. And then the domestic emoluments problem is all kinds of states are paying millions of dollars per, uh, per year to Trump through his organizations. So the concern for, for Maryland and for Washington, D.C. is that 
not only are their citizens being disadvantaged by Trump using his office to attract business that creates a competitive disadvantage, an unfair disadvantage for their citizens, but it also weakens the states. If you have, we know that California's pension uh, and New York's pension, Texas is using its pension to send millions of dollars to Trump. That disadvantages the states. Uh, with regard to each other. And you have foreign countries who are getting an advantage over not only citizens, but also states in uh, being able to exercise control and influence. So the other key point here is that Supreme Court precedent establishes that the states have a special role, that they've called it a special solicitude um, in our federal system, and that they need to have uh, the power to get into court to be able to protect themselves. And so under that, those precedents, one is called Massachusetts versus EPA, that establishes that these states can get into court and defend themselves. So, Jed, this is the second lawsuit over basically the same issue. Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington already filed. So what has the Justice Department's response been? Well, so they just filed their response, um, their brief to, um, to support their motion to dismiss on Friday. Um, and it's the, the argument they make is, is very weak. Um, the problem is uh, that they, uh, the Department of Justice is arguing that Trump can accept any payment at all the, the, because the, corpor- the, the Trump corporations are separate from Trump the person, and so the corporations, any money the corporations take in is legally separate from the president. Um, and that is, that's a misinterpretation of, um, of established law. Um, the emoluments are about a benefit, and the way that President Trump has set up his, or, his organization is that he, uh, this trust is not a blind trust. He can take profits anytime he wants. He can disband the trust, revoke it at any time, um, and he's the sole beneficiary. So it's clear that any payment that comes from California or that comes from Saudi Arabia or from other countries is a benefit directly to President Trump. And that's what the Emoluments Clause was meant to address. In about 20 seconds, what's the solution if, if they win this case? What happens? Well, I think, there, I think the easiest solution for Trump is actually quite easy. If he just um, put the co- company into a blind trust or completely handed it over and, and separated it from himself, that'd be simple. It's, it's actually quite amazing that he is enduring this for unforced error um, in this controversy. It just shows, I think, how committed he is uh, to being able to use these corporations for his personal benefit. We will see if that ever happens. Thank you, Jed Sugarman, professor at Fordham Law School. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.